Hi, this is Keith, and this is Klezmer Podcast 37 for Thursday, August 7th, 2008. This is the last episode before I head off to Klez Canada that will be happening August 18th through 24th. I'm looking forward to seeing many of my friends at Klez Canada. If you'd like more information about the event, you can look at the website at www.klezcanada.com or look at the Klez Canada Connection group on Facebook. I've also had a chance to see a couple of concerts the past couple of weeks. I saw the group Harmonia with my friend Steve Greenman performing on violin. I got a chance to have an interview with them, which will be coming in a future podcast. I also attended the Celebrate Hanukkah live concert. It was a production by Craig Talman that was videotaped for a future PBS special to be aired around Hanukkah time in December of this year. Had some more interviews for podcasts from that, and look for that closer to the event in December. My interview guest on this episode is Matt Temkin of Matt Temkin's Yiddish Jam Band. Matt's a good friend of mine I've known for many years from Klez Canada. We play music together all the time when we're up there at the camp. And Matt's very busy with his uh, klezmer and Jewish music activities the rest of the year in New York City. Matt recently made a recording of Matt Temkin's Yiddish Jam Band. And uh, so we're going to talk about that a little bit. And we also have a couple of samples from the forthcoming album to have you listen to. So here we go with Matt Temkin. Hi, this is Keith, and this is Klezmer Podcast. On the other end of the line, I have Matt Temkin of Matt Temkin's Yiddish Jam Band. How you doing, Matt? I'm doing good, Keith. How are you doing tonight? Doing good. I haven't talked to you forever. We seem to run into each other about once a year. Up in the Great North. Yep, up in the Great North at the wonderful lake at uh, Klez Canada. Yeah, well, so... In about another month. Yeah, looking forward to that. But it's a good time to uh, talk to you before that, even because you've got some exciting things going on, right? Oh, some very exciting things. Just finished up mastering the uh, first album as a band leader. So that's the Poikler uh, Schwach Lead. And we can talk about it, and I also have some samples that you can play for everybody. Sounds great. Um, until you contacted me this week, I hadn't even uh, been aware of your band. So uh, how long have you been going? How would you get it started? We had our first performance uh, now be about four and a half years ago at the uh, first uh, Jewish music festival in New York. Uh, it was a lightly attended show late at night. Uh, sort of put it on the back burner for a couple of years. And uh, last year at Clez Canada, Aaron Alexander said I should really uh, put out an album showing what I do. Because I don't really work with bands on a regular basis. Most of what I do is either subbing, backing up singers, or playing for the Yiddish Theater. And I also have a synagogue I'm the house drummer at. 
So people don't always hear what I do. So I uh, decided, okay, I'll do a studio project and put a great group of musicians together and uh, some charts, and we went into the studio and played klezmer music in both traditional and a couple of non-traditional ways. That's great. Now, how'd you uh, come up with the basis for your material? Sort of took a chart and figured I needed one from every category. Uh, I've had the wonderful ability to study with Elaine Hoffman Watts. I started with one tune out of the Swordlow book and sort of treated it like she does in a Philadelphia manner. Uh, I had the great opportunity a couple of years ago to study with Julie Epstein. So took two Epstein tunes, took a suite of uh, three tunes I found in my grandfather's library a couple of years ago and did it possibly they would, the way they would have played it in Chicago years ago. But at least I know those three tunes in that medley would have been played that way. I uh, took a folk song I like, a European-based tune I like, and then I took uh, Rumchinsky's Theater Bulgar, which has always been a tune I love. Uh, as a drummer, it has some fills in it and some solo sections, so it's, you get different people will call it out in different ways, uh, including one band who calls it out as drum solo. And I took that and did it two different ways, one fast and one inspired by Quincy Jones talking about the Count Basie band and did it as a slow blues tune. Well, that sounds interesting. It definitely is. And that's one of the ones we can give everybody a sample of. It's definitely an interesting approach and one that I really like. Terrific. So uh, what's the title of the album and when uh, might we expect to be able to buy it? Uh, the idol- title of the album is Poikler Schwafflied and hopefully uh, by the middle to end of August it will be available. Uh, CD Baby, Amazon, iTunes, all the usual suspects and sources where people currently buy their music. Terrific. Well, I'll look forward to that. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about your uh, musical background and your training and whatnot, so uh, you get an idea of people that may not be familiar with you. Uh, see, I, I come from a musical family. I'm originally from Chicago. Uh, have many relatives who at some point were musicians uh, dating back to the old country. In this country, it petered off. Not quite as many have been musicians. Uh, for the past couple of generations, most of them have been classical musicians. Uh, my grandfather was a member of the Chicago Symphony Orchestra for 46 years. So being a trained musician was always part of my background. I was classically trained. So as a percussionist, I just don't enjoy counting 640 measures and then playing a triangle note and then getting to go home. That's right. Another time later. So I, I switched from playing that to playing a lot of jazz because I can read music. I back up singers and then played musicals, uh, including 
two with the National Yiddish Theater, the Folksbina, did on Second Avenue with Mike Burston, which not only played many months here in New York, uh, played out in L.A. for a week, also played uh, Yiddish Vaudeville with Bruce Adler, there's a couple other, primarily at this point, Yiddish singers that I back up. And uh, went to co- did my college training in Boston, and then moved down to New York, where I've been finishing up a master's in musicology, which is probably most useful when playing weddings and bar mitzvahs. That's right. <laughs> well, that's great. I didn't know you were uh, doing a master's, so that's terrific. Yeah. Originally, at one point, I wanted to go into academia, and then I realized I prefer playing drums more than writing about them. Oh, you say you're touring around with with the Yiddish Theater. Have you done some other touring with uh, your group or or another any other group? Uh, not at this point. I'd love to, but uh, nothing's come my way at this point. I'll admit this band has only played live once. Uh, hopefully, we'll get more opportunities to play live. So at times it's hard. I mean, it's a seven-piece band at this point that's pretty much doing all instrumentals but we can very easily add a vocalist or even back up a vocalist. One of, the way, one of the nice things about it is all the charts can essentially be written out and it can act like a show band. So it plays its instrumental thing and then it backs up a singer. It's a very standard instrumentation and all the guys in the band can read. So it's definitely a useful thing to have. Sure. Well, uh, why don't you uh, run down the instrumentation and, and the members of your group? Uh, Mike Cohen is the uh, reed player. He plays on the album uh, clarinet, alto saxophone, and flute. Uh, the standard trumpet player is Jordan Hirsch. Uh, let's see, who else is? We used uh, Rachel Lemish on trombone. Uh, Brian Glassman on bass. Alan Watsky uh, played guitar and uh, bass on one track. And Benjamin Ginsberg uh, played piano. He's also known as uh, JewishMusician.com. So it's definitely guys who are out in the field and playing and really know what they're doing. And uh, unfortunately, Jordan wasn't available for both days we were in the studio. So we were able to uh, have a very special guest and get Frank London to come in for one day. Wow, terrific. And I saw some of the photos that you posted of the uh, studio session there, and those look great. Yeah, it's definitely, people should check out the uh, band's Facebook page to uh, see the pictures of the studio, and hopefully also get up up on the uh, band's MySpace page. Uh, We recorded at Bennett Studios in Inglewood, New Jersey. Uh, It's a wonderful live room, great for jazz and other acoustic music. It's owned by one of Tony Bennett's sons, and Tony Bennett records most of his albums there. So it's it's a very top-notch facility, great guys, amazing microphones, got a great sound. And when you look at it, it's also a pretty good-looking studio, too. So it's, it's a great place to get to work. Yeah, I... So those uh, photos, and it looks like a, a real great um, space to do the recording. 
Uh, and you did it all in a couple of days? Uh, we did it in uh, two days. It was recorded with a one eight-hour session and one six-hour session the next day. And then uh, there's very little edits on the album. I did most of them myself, and then I went back in, and we mixed it there, and we uh, mastered it there. Terrific. And is it, uh, you releasing it independently, or you know, are you through a label, or what? Uh, totally independently at this point. No label involved. I definitely think that's going to be the future of the music business for a lot of people. Uh, the labels just don't have much to offer at this point. And for us musicians, it's not that expensive to make a really good sounding album. If you have the money, you can get the payback without using a label to really get out there. There's enough small distributors in place, great people like CD Baby. There's really, unless you're doing pop music, no advantage to the recording labels. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, you mentioned that because I, you know, most of the people that I'm interviewing on the podcast are doing independent releases. So it seems to be pretty common, uh, at least among the, uh, you know, Jewish closer music scene. Yeah, and for ethnic music, it's a small market to begin with. And we personally know how to get to that market, I think, far better than just about any label would know how to do. So we can reach our fans. And you're one of the resources we have to know how to reach them. That's true. Uh, we're getting pretty good response uh, from some of the other uh, people we've interviewed and, and the response we get after the shows. So uh, people are uh, people are listening here and people are out there on MySpace and Facebook looking looking for good Jewish music. So um, it's it's easy to find if you're looking for it. Yep. So uh, you have plans for Clez Canada coming up? I definitely. I'm looking forward to head up and spend some time relaxing and vacationing by the lake and getting to play good music and hang out with fun people. Well, we've got to get you out to the West Coast some sometime. Definitely. I, I definitely had a, a great time when I was out there last year playing in L.A. So I definitely would love to uh, head back out. Let's see. Oh, if people want to reach you, you mentioned the Facebook and MySpace, so uh, why don't you... Uh, give out those addresses? Uh, if you uh, search on either of them for uh, Matt Temkin's Yiddish Jam Band, you should be able to find it. We have a mu music page on Facebook and on MySpace. So we're easy to find on the internet and probably set up our own website sometime in the near future. But that's not up yet. Okay, well, that's a good enough start. I know you've got some uh, samples of your songs on there already. Yep, we have a couple of samples on uh, both of them. And uh, we're also on Reverb Nation, so you can also find us there where we have some samples. Oh, yeah, I just found out about Reverb Nation recently myself, so it's uh, another seems to be another good place to... to uh, have a presence 
I think the key is the more places you can get a presence, the better you are. You never know who's going to find you. And you never know by searching those places who you're going to find that will really be interesting and tickle your fancy. Oh, yeah, that's true. Finding new things all the time. Excellent. Well, everybody uh, look for Matt Temkin's Yiddish Jam Band when the album is released. Go check out his Facebook and MySpace page and uh, tell him hello. Okay, Matt. Well, thanks very much for uh, being on the podcast and uh, wish you lots of luck with the new album and we'll see you at Class Canada. Thank you so much. How about we, uh, let's leave the fans with a little short selection from one of the tunes. Sounds great. Which one uh, do we want to hear? Uh, let's give him Poikler Schlafweed. This is an original uh, groove-based tune that I put together, and you'll hear a little bit of a sample of uh, Mike Cohen's flute solo. Hi, this is Wojtek Czaplinski from Klezmofor in Poland, and you are listening to klezmerpodcast.com. Okay, I'm back. That was my interview with Matt Temkin of Matt Temkin's Yiddisha Jam Band. And we heard two samples from his upcoming CD. The first was Poikler's Schloftlied, and the second song was Count Rumshinsky's Bulgar. And as always, if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, or if you have a band that would like to be interviewed or have your music played on the Klezmer podcast, or if you have a recent or soon-to-be-released album you would like me to write a review for, please send an email to keith at klezmerpodcast.com. The web address is www.klezmerpodcast.com. On MySpace, it's myspace.com slash klezmerpodcast. And my blog is at klezmerpodcast.blogspot.com. If you have a chance, I do ask that you go to the iTunes Music Store and write a customer review for Klezmer Podcast. This helps my ratings in the iTunes Store. If you enjoy the Klezmer Podcast, please do tell your friends, have them subscribe, and we can increase the community of Klezmer Podcast listeners. So that's it for Klezmer Podcast 37. 
Thanks for listening. Stay subscribed. And until next time, bye for now.